Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show.tv. Thank you so much for joining us. You can see that we have Brett fight uh hi excuse me from uh outdoors and uh he's returned to very kindly talk to us about cern right here on the doug and dave intel report you see my broadcast partner there uh doug thornton and uh you don't want to get in an arm wrestling match with him but other than that he's just a real nice guy but we're going to uh, uh talk about something i think is really important and not very well understood and that's cern and i hear all these rumors i hear satanic rumors teleportation rumors and and listen i'm going to be learning right along with you guys because we have someone who knows quite a bit about this brent height uh i'm so glad we can do this show um because i think this is probably of of major stuff this is probably the least understood thanks for having me back on Um, our pleasure and doug you too Thanks for being on, Brent. Yep. Well, Brent, where do we start with this inquiry? Uh, let's start with why it was built, why they said they built it, and why you think they built it. I bet it's not the same thing. Yeah, you know, this this whole concept uh, started way back. You know, we, we, we've mentioned this is CERN. CERN is an acronym that... Uh, and my French is not that good, but it's French words that mean uh, the Organization for Nuclear Research. Um, so, so that's what this started out to be. And the concept was brought up at about 1951. It actually became a reality in 1952. And so, we're just now being concerned about CERN, but this thing has been in existence for over 70 years. Um, so, so one thing. Um, I'm going to say that um, a lot of people don't realize what CERN is, but a lot of people don't realize that the World Wide Web is a is a uh, came from CERN. Also, they created the World Wide Web in order to share information among different countries. There's 185 countries that have contributed money to this project um, over the years, and I think I looked up the other day. I think there's about 205 countries in the world. And so, you know, a vast majority of them have contributed money to this. This means people's tax dollars have been uh, dedicated to this project from all over the world. So why did they, why did they uh, create this or why did they, why did they start this? Um, 
It was to study the unknown. It was to study stuff on the nuclear level. Um, and then it ends up that uh, they start colliding protons and neutrons. And it's particle physics is what it is. It's a study of particle physics. Okay. Um, that's interesting about the Internet because I thought I had learned that um, the Internet was developed by the Army as an alternative form of communication in case of a nuclear attack. Yeah, and it's not – It's not. Uh, they're not the sole um, – what do you call it? They're not the sole creators of the World Wide Web, but a big portion of the World Wide Web came from the interest in sharing this information among countries. Okay. So currently, what implications are there for CERN that we should be concerned about? Well, um, let's say, where do we, where do we start? Um, first of all, um, this is a European, uh, startup project that's gone global. And, and so they are, um, they openly admit that there's the possibility that they can, um, open up other dimensions. I mean, this is something that's openly discussed even on their YouTube channel. And there, there's, there's a need. For them to recreate the Big Bang is what they're trying to do with this thing. They want to recreate the Big Bang because they believe that the Big Bang happened and that's what created the universe. And so they believe if they can recreate that, then they can better understand matter and different particles and how the universe is made up. So to your knowledge, with recreating the Big Bang, obviously it has that huge pipe that goes in what it's at a a mile or or more than a mile it's actually the, the largest the largest one is actually 27 kilometers which is roughly 17 miles and it's underground and the reason why it's underground it's 400 feet underground to be exact and there's two reasons main reasons why it's underground one of it is the cooling factor because this thing generates nearly 14 tera electron volts electricity, which is the most electricity that's ever been used in any machine known to man. And so this is a massive amount of electricity, so it takes a lot of cooling, and being underground helps it cool. The other reason why it is underground is they take advantage of the ground current. We have current that um, runs through our Earth, and it enters the earth through different magnetic points coming from the north and south pole we have connection points on the earth but the thing that they can really take advantage of and this gets into talking about the sun but when a when a when the sun throws a solar flare it's called a corona mass ejection a cme this this solar flare is actually an electrically charged plasma filament and when this filament releases uh, it's not always Earth-facing, but when it is, we have instruments out in space that can tell us if we are going to get uh, an Earth-facing blow from this corona mass ejection. This corona mass ejection is made up is of electrically charged plasma particles, and it hits the Earth's atmosphere at enormous speed. And when it does, it sh- supercharges the poles and makes the ground current 
maybe 10, 12, 20 times stronger than normal. So since we have satellites that can detect when this is going to happen and predict when it happens, it's beneficial for the people at CERN to turn on their magnetic uh, instruments that they have that that forces the protons through the underground tunnels. And at a precise time, they can get a supercharge by the sun hitting the sun's solar flare hitting the earth because it makes the ground current uh, that much stronger. Now, a negative of that is, uh, as it is, when you're running 14 tera-electron volts, or almost that, um, you've got uh, a current that's, that's you get you create a magnetic field. The magnetic field is actually 100,000, 100,000, times stronger than our earth's own magnetic field so when you when you crank this thing up and you take advantage of that solar flare supercharging the ground current then you've got a power uh generation that can actually pull in or implode our electromagnetic magnetic shield around the earth and when that happens then you you create a hole and you allow um you allow radiation to come in, harmful radiation to come in on the earth. And so that is why some people believe that whether they're doing it directly or not, um, this could lead to weather modification and or possibly earthquakes. Do you think the, the underground need for this is based off of uh, Nikola Tesla? Has, has anyone ever came out with that? You know, Nikola Tesla had the ability to transfer energy underground. Uh, from one transmission station to another, does CERN have a capability like that, or was it based off that in any loose way? Yeah, I think so because um, there's there's several pictures you can pull up on the internet, um, and there on the site there is a dome much like what the Tesla tower was. Uh, it's shaped much like that, so I think I think they're using some of that technology, and uh, I think they probably you know got some of their ideas from his research. Well, I, uh, the question I have, if they can open up dimensional portals, can they use it to transport as well? Humans, inanimate objects? I think that's something that they want to explore. Um, you know, they discuss, and when I say they, CERN has a website, and they have you can you can actually monitor when they're operating and and watch their meetings, and they even have a YouTube channel, and so they talk about the possibility of a parallel universe or parallel parallel reality, and whether or not that we can actually teleport or tap into or open up uh, other dimensions that are running parallel to ours. Um, some of this. Some of this may seem like, uh, you know, science fiction, but um, there's they're actually experimenting. I mean, you know, we got 185 countries donating money to this project. This is the biggest machine ever built on demand that we know of. Um, there may have been something in another time. You know, the book of Ecclesiastes tells us there's nothing new under the sun. So something, you know, to to me, this kind of um, this kind of reminds me of a modern day Tower of Babel. How was that? I think that's pretty um, good. Um, I, I agree with that too. It's just that uh, 
whatever Babel was, was something that, that God didn't want. And the people had become too knowledgeable. Say, um, they got a little bit big for their britches, so to speak. And God put a stop to it. And to me, it seems like we are experimenting and messing with things that we should not mess with. Um, they they discuss dark matter. Some people think that it's a possibility we're using enough power in this thing. It's a possibility that we could create a black hole, uh, which wouldn't be good because we could get sucked right into it. You know, a black hole can suck in light. So the mass of the earth would be nothing to be pulled through a black hole. Some people, some people claim or theorize that it's a possibility that by using this much power, that we could create a black hole and endanger ourselves. One of the things that I've read about um, Einstein's, I think, Rosen bridge theory is that if you open up a portal to a different dimension, you can actually, it's like pulling up the rug in time space. And if you were to go into it, let's say in a craft, you could actually come out the other side of your universe by duplicating the process where you're at. Kind of like a Stargate in a way. Mm Mm-hmm. Has there been any discussion of that? Um, I've heard discussion of Stargates. Um, You know, there was a there was a movie Stargate, and uh, it's really similar uh, in looks to to what this picture is behind me. I agree. Um, So, you know, I'm sure I'm sure they're experimenting with the possibilities. You know, back years ago, we experimented with things that gives us the modern things we have. Now, like cell phones and televisions and computers, and I think this is um, something that they're experimenting with now that's going to either give us new instruments in the future or it'll 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 bring to our destruction. You know, that's another thing. Uh, at this facility, this facility is actually uh, in Geneva, Switzerland, just west of Geneva, Switzerland, and and part of the the big loop that we talked about, the seventeen mile loop. Part of it's in France, and and part of it's in Switzerland, and so um, the significant thing about this is they built this site on the former location of the Temple of Apollo. Um, now, why did they do that? I don't know, but some of their like when they do their 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 magnet change, I've I've watched them go through three or four magnet changes and. And what they're doing is they're upgrading so they can, so they can move things faster. And these magnets help them, um, move things at a faster pace. You know, this thing's operating when it, when these particles collide, it's, they're, they're colliding almost at the speed of light, not quite, but almost. And so they've upgraded these magnets several times in order to accomplish the speed. And when they get ready to reopen, sometimes it takes two or three years for this magnet upgrade to take place and when they get ready to open up again sometimes they have like a ritualistic pagan type dance performance that goes on before this (laughs) okay we know where this comes from um (laughs) let me go biblical on you for just a moment okay let's go if you were to believe that satan's goal is to destroy humanity and he wanted to get the soul but he couldn't then cern might be the device that does it enact a black hole poof Humanity's gone, mm-hmm. you know, big middle finger to the Lord and his prized creation. Mm-hmm. And um, I failed to mention, not only did they build this on the ancient site of the Temple of Apollo, 
but also um we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time they put a statue of the god of destruction which is shiva it's a hindu god they put a statue and shiva is said to dance between the portals well this statue is is the picture of the god shiva and it's actually dancing in a in a fiery portal on this uh so i think there's 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 paganistic elements involved in this. And I've even asked the question, is it, is this how they're going to, is this the key to open the bottomless pit? Are they going to be able, there's even been some talk that the last time before the last magnet change that they actually, um, there's been people admitted that they did open a portal and they could see entities on the other side. Now, how true that is, I don't know. That's, that's rumor that I've picked up on the internet, but, um, you know, the fact that they are experimenting and they are actually talking openly about the possibility of opening other dimensions um, certainly could lend itself to the fact that this is something demonic. Yeah, one of the conspiracy theories is that um, CERN could actually shift the world into an alternate timeline by creating um, these microscopic black holes. And I guess 
um, sending Earth through that, putting us in another timeline, or while in the void, we would actually be in another dimension. And there never would have been a Jesus. Right. So that that could erase the fact that we had a Savior. You know, there's a lot of focus on dark matter is uh is what they study a lot on this. I don't know exactly what they're trying to do with this dark matter, but they 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 have discovered that it exists and they've given it a name. <laughs> Excuse me. And they've even uh discovered a new particle that they actually dubbed the God particle. So Higgs Balsam. Yeah. Right. So um so what are they what are they considering the God? You know, is that the God that of the Bible or is this the their God? You know, uh what are they what are they trying to prove with this? And why would um why would so many governments of the world agree to contribute to this project is is one question I have. Any thoughts on that, guys? Same thing. Same thing. Um Doug, what do you a, think? I have a theory on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. According to what we used to be able to do uh, back in the Bible with opening up portals, obviously there's plenty of different references in Scripture telling you not to do stuff like that. Um, I think we have lost this innate ability or art uh, is one one crazy thing that I read. Um, And and also this has to do with sorcery, witchcraft, stuff like this, so they called it art in this article. And the ability to open up portals through necromancy and all this other stuff we've lost that so hence what's behind you takes Mm -hmm. such a large amount of technology to recreate what beings used to be able to do or people who had the ability to contact these beings used to be able to do scientifically Mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense that it would take this much infrastructure and technology to recreate something without going paranormal but mm-hmm. we know that the Nazis were able to do this through necromancy. We know that in the Bible it says don't do necromancy. So necromancy was a real, real big issue, um, especially for thousands of years. So, and it seems like with with this, you know, CERN just grew and grew and grew in the immensity of the project. They had originally it was over here in Texas, and then over there in Switzerland, they got one that's in China. I think that's the Small Hadron Collider. And I don't know who it is, but there's a proposal to build like a 30 mile in circumference Hadron Collider. It's like the Super Hadron Collider or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, and this is just, you know, my um, surmise of this, eventually we're going to have a big mistake. That's the, that's the scientific method. Is Both of you have going, said that now. Both of yeah, you have said that. You're going to push the experiments yeah. until you get a big mistake. And right. What does that big mistake cause? Because we know that it can cause tetraquarks. It can cause uh, the Higgs bosom uh, particle to appear. But one of the things that I've always said would be probably the most uh, nominal is that you could actually explode the entire thing. What's the chances Mm. of the thing just exploding? Mm. Well, there's definitely enough power there to have a major catastrophe. But one thing that I have thought of, you know, the Bible speaks of something hitting the earth that's called wormwood yeah. in, the, in the Revelation prophecy, and you know, some we've are, we've had uh, there have even been movies made called Deep Impact, or you know, different movies about uh, 
about comets or asteroids colliding with the Earth. My thought has been this thing has such a magnetic pull when they turn this thing on. If this thing can collapse our magnetosphere for for a time period, and then we know that the moon and, and the different planets, they take a lot of impacts uh, from space debris, you know, from meteors and comets and stuff. Um, and And those impacts that they take... Uh, it's part of a system, I believe, that was designed by God to keep these things from impacting the earth. The moon takes the impacts rather than the earth. So what if they crank this thing up and we've got such a magnetic field that we've created that instead of the moon taking the impact of some of these meteorites, that we pull them into our own atmosphere? What if we pull wormwood into the earth one day? What if that is the reason why this wormwood prophecy thing hits the earth? It's because we pull it in with something like this. Now, that's just well, it, a thought. I had. If it creates giant magnetic fields, could that possibly, and I'm just throwing this out there, could that possibly attract a celestial body? Like a meteorite, like an asteroid? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. We could we could actually pull one into us that wouldn't have otherwise hit us if we would have left the systems that are in place alone. And, and let them work the way God created them to work, um, then they wouldn't have hit us. But now that we've created this thing, we could be, we could be attracting this stuff towards us. Well, if I'm correct, um, the other planets in the uh, solar system, like Saturn and Jupiter, their mm-hmm. large mass pulls in a lot of, uh, dangerous, nefarious meteorites, comets, asteroids. Mm-hmm. That, you know, at times the trajectory, because I'm a nerd, I look at stuff in NASA every now and then, but um, the trajectory would actually be right at um, right at Earth. But because of the large mass of the other two bodies of Saturn and Jupiter, it actually takes it off of its trajectory and then bends it or, or yeah. turns it in a different direction. But if we were to create enough of a magnetic field to create enough of an attraction of force, you're saying that it right. could actually straighten out that broken arrow path mm. of a celestial body and aim it straight back at us, right? Correct. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, also um, also these other planets have moons also that, that acts in the same way. You know, a lot, a lot of us have looked at the moon through a telescope. There's all kinds of crater impact or impact craters on the moon. Um, so... Other planets, moons play a role in that too. And if we alter that system by creating a giant magnetic field, we could just, we could dodge all the moons and all the planets and pull something big straight into the earth and have an impact here. And according to the Bible, that's going to happen one of these days. And now we don't know if this will cause that, but it's a possibility, I think. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, my mind's going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, let let me start with uh, one thing. Teleportations already happened in 2011 in Leipzig, Germany. They transported an inanimate object across a large laboratory from one side to the other. Brett, do you know about that one? Yes, I've heard about that. Okay. So that could have been an outgrowth of CERN, and they tried it in the regular environment. That would mm-hmm. be my guess. The The other thing that and I'll go back. You mentioned Stargate. Stargate had a TV series that lasted 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really well done in many regards. And in the TV show, 
they uh the enemy in the beginning were called the gaold and they were an infestation parasite that would jump into someone's body and overwhelm their will mm-hmm. and and i'll tell you how i take it with regard to this if this is demonic at all and it could channel evil spirits <laughs> i gotta tell you the stargate tv series covered uh stargates is obvious it covered uh perhaps demonic uh infestation through what i just described what I'm wondering here is, could this be a channeling device to bring in demonic spirits that will jump into bodies or overwhelm them? People become demonically possessed in large numbers. What do you think? I, th- I think that's a possibility. And I think these television programs are established and, and played on the air in order to condition us to get us ready for for some of these things to become a reality. Exactly. So like I said at the beginning of this, um, this concept about CERN has been in existence for 70 years. If we're, if us, the common people are just now discussing our concerns with it right now, how far have they advanced in 70 years? And, you know, what do they already know that they have yet to condition us to accept? You know, um, there is, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just going to say, you know, we're pretty far behind uh, this from 1952 to now, you know, we're, we're just now having concerns and airing it now and discussing this, but you know, these people have had this in their mind for 70 years. Well, I can tell you why quantum physics, when um, Tesla's work was taken by the FBI and they had the Philadelphia experiment, all that stuff. um, Tesla was all about quantum physics. Mm Mm-hmm. And then yet Einstein on top of it was singularity and so forth. What I think they did is they bifurcated science. They kept physics, and this is what my father had told me. They kept physics on a three-dimensional level that they taught to people. And then there was the quantum physics they wanted to work on because they knew that's where the real power was. But they wanted right. to keep it from the general public. The thing they couldn't control is 10 to 15 years ago, Regular scientists at universities began to discover they got the quark, and then that led to a whole different, gee, could we get into separate dimensions? And then people like Michio Kaku came along and wrote a book and said, I can mathematically prove there's at least 26 dimensions. And he talked about what the characteristics of each dimension would be. So the science kind of developed on its own, but originally the powers that be wanted to bifurcate science and keep the rest of us ignorant why they and I think this is why CERN w- w- was part of this outgrowth of quantum physics. You know, I'll give you an example too. This kind of goes to my point. When Tesla died in 1943 in his New York apartment, the excuse me, the FBI came and they seized all his notes. And here we are, all these years later, and they still haven't released his notes. Right. And and back then, you know, people thought he was crazy. And there was no practical uses for the the things that he was creating back then. But now we're using everything uh, that he created. We're using cellular. We're using uh, even even uh, he created radio. Um, I think Marconi got the credit for it, but it's actually yeah. Tesla that created it. TV and, and, and microwave and radar and sonar. sonar. Yeah, exactly. Radar. Exactly. We're using all of it. Um, you know what he did in 1899 on New Year's Eve? He was in Colorado Springs, and he sent electricity wirelessly 
from Colorado Springs to the Capitol Hill area in Denver, which is downtown Denver. And he lit up a couple of houses and Mm -hmm. they tried to cover that up. And then he got got into trouble with Westinghouse and the industrialists when he said, I can uh, power people's homes for nothing. Uh, Basically, zero point energy, I think we'd call it today. And uh, Westinghouse and the rest of the industrialists says, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to put a meter on this and make money. And they ostracized him right into the Navy because he had nowhere else to go. And that's where he did the radar, sonar, and all that stuff. And have you ever looked at the Philadelphia experiment? Does that relate to this kind of technology, do you think? I think so. I've looked into it. I'm not I'm not real familiar with it, but I think I think all this is tied together. And you know, this this is this brings up a topic that I like to discuss and think about. You know, it seems as if all throughout history and and we may have discussed this uh, when we were talking about pyramids, but um earlier on on a different show. Um but it seems like all throughout history, even go back to the book of Genesis, there's this character that comes up in Genesis named Tubal Cain. Tubal Cain teaches people how to make stuff out of metal. You know, it's a new technology. It seems like all throughout history, even up until now, that we have some kind of character or person um, that introduces new technology to us and it advances to a different state. And, you know, Tesla, you know, sometimes I think Elon Musk is the modern day Tesla. Um you know, it seems as if um, there's a there just like during World War Two. All of a sudden, the, the Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Germans come up with all this technology that nobody else had. Um, you know, just just all throughout history, there's been somebody that's come up with new technologies. And, and it's bringing us to uh, a place, I believe, where technology is just going to completely destroy us. AI. It's been gradually over time. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. Um, uh, my dad worked with captured German scientists, and he said they were hundreds of years ahead of us in uh, the late right. 1950s when he began that work. And he asked them independently, one by one, um, where did you get this? Aliens. He said, did you ever meet them? And he, they said, no, but our commanders did. My dad says, I'm not so sure. I think it was probably demonic. And, mm-hmm. and and then I'll just speak to this real quickly here. And I've told Van, I, I dug about this recently. I have a friend named Vance Davis who was in NATO, U.S. Army, NSA assigned. He was, wore all three hats. And they were tasked with trying to unveil advanced technology, but they were told to use a Ouija board to do it. And they they wanted no part of this. So they deserted and they became the Gulf Breeze 7. The Gulf Breeze 7 is totally misrepresented in the mainstream media. They were they ran basically for their lives. They were caught. This is H.W. Bush, late 80s. They put them in um they put them in prison, but they knew when they went to trial they would have discovery. They had witnesses that supported them, and so they just cut them loose. Mm-hmm. And they just said, No one will ever believe you. And I think they tried to channel this technology through the occult. And then right. I met I met a guy named Bob Dean 
who is the senior non-com at NATO, and and Bob Dean confirmed Vance's story. He said, yes, we were looking at the occult to try to unlock a lot of uh, Nazi technology, and th- th- we feel that they use the occult to come to this. So my long explanation, sorry for this, but I wanted to come to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have an opinion on the occultic nature of CERN, the satanic link? I mean, what's your thought on this? Well, uh, going back on what you were just discussing about World War II, let me go back a little bit. Prior to that, and I'll have to look at my notes. I can't remember the name of this incident, but there was a Roswell-type incident that happened in Germany prior to the rise of Hitler. And some people claim that that incident is what gave them the the knowledge to come up with jet propulsion and, and rocketry and all the things that they come up with during that time period. And so... It seems like it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It seems as there's a character, an entity that comes along somewhere and gives uh, people this knowledge. Even Tesla, when asked where he got this, he would he would point to the sky up there. That's, you know, where they ask him where you get this information. He'd say up there. Okay, so so back to your question. Um, are there are there aspects of this CERN project that where they're utilizing? Um, occult type practices in order to bring about um some kind of new technology like i mentioned earlier there's ritualistic dances that they perform they've got they built this on a on a sacred pagan god site yeah. then they have another pagan god that's out uh in you know in the courtyard there in, in front of this building so i think that right there's is a definite yes that tells us that they are um at least they're illustrating that there's uh, other gods or other um, other entities that they're tapping into in order to produce whatever it is they're trying to produce with this machine. Um, you know, going back to World War II, Hitler was obsessed with, with uh, talking to mediums or talking through mediums, communicating with uh, uh, different entities through mediums and and going all over the world trying to collect artifacts that may give them some extra boost in power or whatever mm-hmm. you know so so i think i think it's been going on all throughout history and i think it's a great possibility that's going on now with cern yeah i just wonder who's in control of cern um I, I interviewed on uh, my radio side today, Stephen Ben-Noon. Boy, is that guy a, a, just a encyclopedia of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I told him what we had talked about before, and Doug and I have had this discussion many times, that um, I believe there's two DNA on the planet. One was from fallen angels, and I think this is why the royal family, for example, intermarried with each other to preserve this. And I think mm-hmm. it was centered in old Europe with the Rothschilds, is my guess. Um and he thought there was legitimacy to that. And I'm wondering, if CERN is in Europe, it strikes me odd that it's not in America. And then I'm wondering who really can, if there are two DNA, fallen angel DNA, human DNA, and the fallen angel DNA, people want to destroy the other, and they're working mm-hmm. with Satan. I'm wondering if CERN could not be an instrument. I'm sorry, this is where my wild imagination goes, Brent. Well, you know, okay, Doug mentioned earlier, um, there was a collider in Texas at one time. There's one in China. There's yes, there's different places. And so um, I don't know what 
was the reasoning behind the Europeans coming up with their own organization. But it seems as if they they experimented with this stuff in different countries, and at some point they all came together and decided that they had put it in its current location. Um, I, I was going to mention this when we talked briefly about the possibility of weather modification. We also have uh, a station uh, that's that's like this. There's different stations around the world, but, but we call it HARP, H-A-A-R-P. It stands for High Altitude Aurora Research Project. And the one in North America is based in Alaska. And so this um, this instrument is an antenna array that's spread out over a large area. And supposedly they can aim this antenna and shoot electricity, high amounts of electricity, just like CERN, except they, they aim it at different spots in the ionosphere. And they can heat up a spot in the ionosphere and create a bulge in it, and that can shift whether one direction or the other okay so so these things are all over in different places too i don't know if they've centralized like cern has but um this is where you know this is a big conspiracy topic is chemtrails but chemtrails and and um and harp um go together in that um a lot of times the chemical dispersant that they put in the air is made of aluminum oxide and and uh, different kind of uh metals uh and they spray these particulates in the air and it makes the atmosphere more conductive for harp to do what it does yeah and, but also too doesn't it serve bill gates uh purpose of reflecting the sun yes yes there's there's multiple purpose use for okay. this stuff um and but I think I think these things are kin to each other. When I say these things, I'm talking about CERN, talking about HARP. Um, they're they're things we probably shouldn't shouldn't be messing with, uh, and they're they're going to uh, they're going to cause some serious problems one day if we keep on doing this. I believe. So I have a I have a conspiracy. Here, here's okay. my little conspiracy. Before I get on that, I want to say this: the United States is not a member of CERN, but it's an observer state. Mm-hmm. So we can attend the meetings, uh, but we can't cast votes. And so far, we've given $531 million to CERN. But the member states, there's 12 founding states. And that's Belgium, okay. Denmark, France, West Germany, Greece, Italy, the Netherlands, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, the United Kingdom, and Yugoslavia. And since 2014, there's been 21 other countries to include Israel, Poland, and Finland. Mm-hmm. But we, with all these other countries... We're not a part of CERN. So, if we're not a part of CERN, it, let's just say America gets knocked out of power, okay? Mm-hmm. Cataclysm, World War Three, whatever you want to say, whatever your conspiracy flavor is. If we can't control or have a say, because technically we are the world police and we more or less have a say of what goes on in the world currently, uh, if we have no ability to stop what's going on in CERN, CERN could harness the power of the sun through the CME. If you and and this is what this is just what I've gathered so far. If you blanket the Earth in a chemical that mm-hmm. once uh, electrons and protons and all that cool other stuff gets into the atmosphere, let's say CERN creates a big hole, and that's the only hole facing the CME at the moment. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and here comes the blast. Well, <clears throat> all this stuff is going to be reflecting off of the Earth, hitting the ionosphere where they're going to be doing the cloud seeding, which is really just capturing the heat. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you could really heat up the Earth. When if you turn on harp at the same time, you turn on CERN at the same time, you got hit by a giant CME. I mean, you got enough energy there to move the Earth, like physically move the Earth, change the axis. There's all different types of crazy stuff that I've been researching. That a large CME event like a X class twenty two solar flare or a larger could do. Yeah, I mean, even you, you could you could honestly you could honestly turn off the lights on every single. Um, every single piece of electricity around the world. It could be like mm-hmm. a blanketed EMP event if right. the wrong cataclysm happens. That's a bit of a stretch, but from what I've been reading so far, it's actually kind of a possibility. Yeah, there's. I think there's all kinds of possibilities that we open ourselves up to when we start messing with the natural um, protecting elements that we have like our magnetosphere and our our different layers of our atmosphere they're layers of protection that that protect us from radiation protect us from impacts and and when we start altering stuff like that then we're just opening opening ourselves up to disaster i believe there's a number of possibilities uh but certainly what you just discussed is one of them Boy, what an interesting thought! That's, uh, well, this this is coming that's from really astute uh, observation, Doug. I uh, this is coming from science.howstuffworks.com, which is yeah. uh, wow. it's kind of sponsored by CERN, so it's like a uh, it it helps deflect conspiracies from CERN. But what they're saying is, will the L the LHC destroy the world? Uh, the Large Hadron Collider will allow scientists to observe particle collisions at an energy level far higher than any previous experiment. Some people worry that such powerful reactions could cause serious trouble for the Earth. In fact, a few people are so concerned that they filed a lawsuit against CERN in an attempt to delay the LHC's activation in 2008. Former nuclear safety officer Walter Wagner and Luis Sancho spearheaded a lawsuit filed in Hawaii's U.S. District Court. They claim that the LH, the LHC could potentially destroy the world. Now, I I would I would like to say that you can't just be the random crazy guy who says, "Oh, this is you know, it's bad because I think it's bad, and I'm going to file a lawsuit and uh, something that's not even in my country to try and have it stopped." I'm sure they had a lot of evidence backing up this type of lawsuit, but this is what it goes on to say. What is the basis for their concerns? Um, Could the LHC create something that could end all life as we know it? One fear is that the LHC could produce black holes. Brent, as you said earlier, black Mm -hmm. holes are regions in which matter collapses into a point of infinite destiny. CERN scientists admit that the LHC could produce black holes, but they also say those black holes would be on a subatomic scale and would collapse almost instantly. That's what they think anyways. Mm-hmm. In contrast, the black hole's astronomer study result from an entire star collapsing in on itself. So they say there's a big difference between the mass of a star and that of a proton. Another concern is that the LHC will produce an exotic and so far hypothetical material called strangelets. Uh, one possible trait of strangelets is particularly worrisome. Cosmologists theorize that strangelets could 
possess a powerful gravitational field that might allow them to convert the entire planet into a lifeless Hulk. You, you know, if, go further with that. If Satan's in charge, that does make sense. But the scientists just dismiss this stuff. Like, ah, that'll never happen. Right. But, you know, we we know that there's a push towards uh, population control and things like that. Uh, we It's it's evident. We can see it. Um, and then you think about, okay, let's, I don't know if you've ever studied any about, I'm sure you have. Both of you have uh, read about uh, remote viewing. Mm-hmm. And in oh, some a little this, bit. I know a little bit. Some of this remote viewing, uh, they they discuss something called a kill shot, and supposedly the kill shot is a is a CME that comes from the sun or from other some other place, maybe from even farther out in the galaxy. Something that hits the Earth that just completely wipes out our electrical grid. Well, in the state that we are now, you know, a hundred years ago, people could live without electricity pretty easy, but now. We use it to do everything, and we become dependent on it. Uh, a large, a large uh, percentage of the population would die without electricity on Earth today. So, you know, you got to think of the possibility if if we did do something that altered our magnetic shields and allowed a kill shot to come in, this could be something that we would greatly reduce uh, the population just by the fact that the le- electrical grid went down globally. Before before you uh, get discounted by critics in the audience, let me say this: I trained in remote viewing uh, to some for a while under Ed Dames. Okay, Ed Dames yeah, was, was he was right. the one that popularized the idea of the kill shot on Art Bell show. Right. Yeah. But one of the things that you're talking about with, with with a kill shot um, would come from something called a pulsar, mm-hmm. and pulsars are rapidly rotating neutron stars that blast out pulses of radiation at regular intervals ranging from seconds to milliseconds. And then you also have things like uh, quasars, magnetars, white dwarfs, and blazars. I used to know all this stuff back when I was smart. Now I've forgotten all of it. <laughs> you know, uh, Dave, you in- did you mention you mentioned uh, Stephen Bendenoon earlier, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Isn't he the one that has discussed pretty extensively about the five waves of energy uh, and what Doug was talking about, about um, a blast of energy that's coming through our galaxy due to a, uh, a pulsar that exploded long ago? Is, that, is he the same guy? You know, I think you're right. I think I've heard him talk about it years ago. My interaction with him, we do a, a roundtable on John Moore's RBN show on Tuesday mornings. Mm-hmm. And um, Jeffrey Nyquist, myself, Steve Benoon. And uh, so we're pretty much locked into the geopolitical world. Mm-hmm. Although we did discuss the uh, Fallen Angel Genesis 6 deal. I know he's talked about something like this, but it's not something I pursued with him here. So I kind of have to say, I think so, but I couldn't tell you much about it because it hasn't I- been a focus of our interaction. I think he's been a guest on on Paul Begley's show. And I think that's where I've seen him talk okay. about that. I'm not mistaken. That makes a lot of sense that Paul would go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the uh, one of the biggest takeaways for CERN is that there appears to be 
positive scientific experiment that's going on there that could benefit mankind. And then there's obviously nefarious. Um, you know it's nefarious when they're having dramatic scenes of occultic-like um, human sacrifices. Yeah. You know, you got strange gods sitting out there for all of us Christians. We would say, that's probably not a good thing to put out there. Um, you know, there, there's so many things that makes you think, what is really going on here? But you can go to CERN. You have to request online from their website, but you can actually go to CERN and do an entire tour of the site for free, right? right? Yep. Um, yes. I th- and I think that would be one of those incredible things to walk through and to see, you know, what mankind can build. But one of my questions is, where does it stop from there? You know, right. what what else is it that we need to continue to find? Because once we find the ability to open up holes in uh, space time, mm-hmm. how, do, how do we know it doesn't stop from there? Like, you know, with Elon Musk and a bunch of other world leaders, everything is about getting off world and going to a new planet, a new uh, cluster of stars. You know, all this, right. you know, cool scientific stuff that me as a kid, I was super interested in. Who wouldn't be, right? But the dangers of that is, okay, let's say we don't open up a, a wormhole and it takes us to Mars faster. If you mm-hmm. open up a wormhole to another dimension or you open up a wormhole to, and I think from what this website from CERN is saying that uh, the in, the ability most likely of having 11 different dimensions or more. <laughs> Let's say we open up the wormhole, okay, and boom, now we're right into the dimension of where the gray aliens are that come and abduct people all the time that our friend Timothy Alberino likes to talk about. Or, you know, whatever, you have no <laughs> idea what what is there once you pierce the veil. But if you entered a portal into hell or the demonic portal, the Jacob's Ladder, you know, and what could come out of that? Because that's the thing that I worry about. The scientists say, we know we can create a portal and something's going to be there and something's going to come out of it. And we're going to send something through it. Are we prepared <laughs> for, at, at, at your estimation for once they open the portal for whatever it is that's coming out of it? Do you think the scientists there are prepared for it? I mean, look, I'm not saying it's going to be a, a six legged monster coming through the portal, though. I think that would be entertaining. That's a little ironic. Um, but I, I don't know what it is that they think would come through that portal. Have they, have you seen any more, uh, discussion on that? Not, not since, uh, a couple of years, I guess this is when last time I've heard some serious talk about that, but you know, it's like opening up Pandora's box. I mean, once you open it up, right. You know, you're not going to close it and put things back. So I think what we what we're going to do is going to be irreversible if something like that were to happen. So that's why I, I'll say again, we're messing with things that we should not be messing with. You know what this reminds me of? It's the year 1984, and who are you going to call Ghostbusters? Remember how they messed with the uh, the realm out there, and then all these entities came through on the same night. But fortunately, oh, we yeah. have B- Bill Murray to save the Earth. But but. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm engaging in small hyperbole, but I'm kind of serious about this too. I agree with you. We could be calling into being uh, physics effects that could be wipe out everything here. We could be calling in entities that would make our life a living hell, well, where the it's not, spiritual it's not comes satirical. into physical. It's not satirical. Look at Skinwalker Ranch. 
Yeah, true. There, there is no ability of trying to open up anything from those dudes on that ranch who's just trying to observe everything. I kind of wonder, could what they're doing at the Large Hadron Collider affect what's happening at these ranches where we get these poltergeist-like activities, um, where we get these supposed portals that are opening up with craft flying through it? Could we inadvertently be causing this every time we turn this machine on? Yeah. Yeah, and not only that, even if we don't bring in uh, ghosts or goblins or demonic entities, we could be pulling in disease and uh, different things from, from, let's say, a a comet that's passing by that has some kind of disease on it that we're not, you know, we don't have any immunity to. We could pull something like that through through you know well what you're saying is is not really too far-fetched because that's i believe called panspermia you know if if let's say you have a planet okay and this planet has had a devastating asteroidal impact and then uh you have the you know projections of what's going out into the atmosphere and that is carrying biological life on it all right that's panspermia well if this is uh, the wrong kind of biological life that is very adverse to the, you know, I keep want to say the United States, Jesus, uh, but that's very adverse to the world. And we gravitationally bring this thing into us. Well, you can actually go and see how NASA has studied that there are bacterial and, viro- and virological um, elements of uh, stuff that's in space that's within our stratosphere. I mean, they got algae on the uh, uh, on some of the observatories that are up there. So this it's very strange science. And I agree with you. I mean, you could potentially pull in a a biological effect that we, you know, we're not ready for because it's alien. We have no express views of how to actually uh, contend with it. Go ahead, Brent. Yeah. And and that's another thing that's prophesied in the Bible. There's an end time prophecy is disease and pestilence. So where is this going to come from? It's either going to be maybe it's man made, maybe we're going to create it ourselves, or maybe we pull it in from another place. But that's uh, you know that's a possibility because being biblical based, I believe that it's prophesied. I think uh, there's no hyperbole here. It, it's almost like a recreation of the Tower of Babel. Yeah. I think it's very comparable to that. They were doing something back then. We don't we don't have the full story of what happened there, but they crossed some boundaries with God, and that's why He shut it down. And uh, you know, um, the Bible tells us that any weapon formed against us will not prosper, and I don't think this thing will prosper in the end. Uh, it'll either self destruct, or you know, God will come back or something. And it may not be this machine, but but if we keep tampering with it and building new machines like this, when eventually we're going to cross some kind of boundary with God. Well, yeah, what, what makes this could, go ahead, Doug. What makes me agree with you is that you know the old adage: if you build it, they will come. <laughs> Whatever Babylon uh, or the Tower of Babel was, and the ability to communicate with fallen angels and other entities, if that is what this potentially could be, even though we may mean it. For science base and and you know not for nefarious reasons, but the more we march towards revelation, the more we march towards you know the end of the world. Biblically, uh, this machine could actually be inadvertently built for the fallen angels, 
for their means and then harnessed and used because the fallen angels were technological creatures mm-hmm. in my in my aspects they were technological creatures there's too much uh, crazy stuff that's talked oh, about yeah they ca- they came here to mine gold so yeah you're absolutely right it's one of the things they did um, no, I mean, there's 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 a lot of strange things there and some people may beat us up in the comment section. Look, we're not saying it's okay. That's all right. you know, ancient alien stuff. We're just saying like you can't you can't not talk about the wheel within a wheel of Ezekiel and go, oh yeah, you know, it's just a wheel within a wheel. You know, we're just gonna skip over that verse and not apply technology to it at all. Yeah, think- the wheels okay. the wheels had creatures that rode on them and everywhere the creatures thought that's the way the wheels moved. So not only do you have technology, but you've got You've got different entities that are described in that book. Uh, it's Ezekiel chapter one, I believe. I, boy, we're just messing with uh, danger. And I wonder if this is not what was meant in Revelations when it said that no one would survive, all life would end on the earth if Jesus didn't return. Right. I think it's obviously one of the things. I yep. mean, that you don't build one of the largest technologically advanced instruments in history for nothing bad to be done with it. You know, I, I mean, I know it has science-based applications, but everything has military-based applications. Yeah. Everything does. Yeah, I think you're probably right, but I would say this, Doug. Um, CERN might be neutral, kind of like a gun. A gun can be used to hunt for self-defense, but a gun can also be used as an instrument of oppression and violence. So, well, I mean, they, they, CERN it, it, could be the same way. It says on their website that it is like neutral. There's a, you know, a hundred different co- uh, countries that are involved in this. However, you mix in the satanic stuff and, and the occultism and I, I throw neutrality out the window immediately. Now, I think there's people that's involved in the project that are strictly there for scientific purposes, but I, I, agree think with that. Got, I think you've got some, some, probably some, some, uh, some people in there that's involved with it with other things in mind also. I'll just put it that way. Dave, with your dad's research and what he did, do you see CERN as a advancement in what they were doing? Yeah, and I would say it'd be my dad would say it's along the lines of the occult. And I think Vance Davis's experience uh would kind of go to that point too. Yeah, I, I think so. Well, Brent, do you have any more uh, information on CERN? I I think I think we've about covered all that I had in my notes. Uh, if we get a lot of uh, questions about this in the comments, we may want to re- revisit this topic and yeah, we sure can. More. Yeah, here, let me make that announcement. Look in the comments section on here. If you have questions about CERN, we'll be able to uh, uh, hopefully answer anything that you're asking mm-hmm. for. If yeah. not, we'll be able to gain the information and talk to the other experts. We're not experts in this field. You know, but we we are interested in it because obviously the world has interest in this type of device. So let's pay attention to the technological advancements. That way we're not caught off guard. But if you do have questions in there, you want to email them to us, you can email them. But I would rather that you leave it in the comment section so that we can uh, create, you know, a, a good working theory of what we think is going on there and you know if you got any cool articles or anything that adds to this information of cern please put it in the comments section below you know so absolutely looking forward to it um bright (laughs) again you never disappoint this was uh very uh intriguing and I, i i i feel like we're kind of in the middle of a book 
but mm-hmm. the rest of the book hasn't been written yet. I think there's more to be learned from this, but I want to thank you for coming on the uh, common sense show.tv. And on yeah, behalf, I want to thank you for, for having me. And I always enjoy being on your show. So, Oh, the, listen, the privilege is ours, but uh, for our guest, Brad Height from outdoors. Oh, by the way, tell people how they can follow you. It's, it's Brent Height outdoors. Um, I've started out doing all things outdoors cause I spend a lot of time outdoors, but, uh, Doug and I uh, formed a group with Mono Gonzalez, the paleo yeah. research group. And so we started researching uh, some different things and, and go and we go and explore and we document this. And I put some of this on my YouTube channel as well. Very good. Brent Hyde Outdoors. Brent Hyde Outdoors. Well, it's been our pleasure having you on, as we said. And on behalf of my broadcast partner, Doug Thornton, I'm Dave Hodges, and uh, we've had the privilege of speaking with Brent Height. We want to thank all of you for joining us, and we want to wish you uh, um, a great evening. And please come with your questions. We'll answer them as best we can. And if we can't, we'll have to do research and do another show. Thanks, gentlemen. All right. Thanks. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at the TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.